Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Off to the switch and get it back. Rondo takes it away. Spins. Puts it off. Banks it in. Rajon Rondo putting on a show. One of the great playoff performances in the storied history of the Boston Celtics. Well, I honestly think the tipping point was, you know, the Celtics, the Celtics went to him, made him an offer, and I don't blame Rondo for not taking it. It wasn't going to be substantial enough. But Danny Ainge knows he can't let Rondo walk for nothing. And that's a real scenario if he didn't do something here. That's Jackie McMullen. Read her piece on ESPN.com about the trade of Rajon Rondo. Tim Benz, Lou Maloney, Christian Fourier, 93.7 WEI, Middays with MFB. Jackie usually joins us on Tuesdays, but she's been kind enough to jump on board again. In the wake of the She's news, the best. she missed Christian. Christian She's missed the best. her. Yeah, that's right. what it's all about. Really, I get my Jackie time. I need my Jackie time. I missed you on Tuesday. Well, what I'm concerned about oh, no, Jackie yeah. is we have to get you on today because honestly, I don't know what kind of conversation we can have now about the Celtics with Rondo gone. I mean, what are the talking points? <laughs> well, that's true, and you know, this was inevitable. Um, I I don't think it was ever if this was going to happen, but but truly when. And uh, it's, it's not a great day for the Celtics. I understand why they did it, um, but I'm not going to celebrate this. You know, Rondo could be difficult, uh, all the words you want to use, exasperating all those things, but he's a special, special talent, and uh, I hope people remember what he did for this franchise. Jackie, when you look at the return for Rajon Rondo, was it just the fact that it was so close to free agency? Um, was it just maybe not many offers out there? Because I look at it and I say, ah, just more. I thought you would get more than just sort of some kind of assets I would expect from others for Rajon Rondo. I can understand that. I mean, I think there's a couple things at work, and I'm sure you guys have covered this. Uh, first of all, let's look at what's been going on here over the last couple of weeks. I mean, things have, there's been a disconnect here, clearly. And I think it was one thing when Rondo was pondering his options. I think it was quite another when the Celtics started moving forward. And, you know, we go back to that double overtime game in, uh, against Washington when Ronda was sitting and watching the future. And I think maybe, maybe that's what it took for it to hit home to him, that, you know what, this isn't going to be my future here. And so I think that, that probably was a little different than the Celtics always saying, hey, we want you to stay, we want you to stay. So uh, it, I, I agree with you. You look at it and you say, really, that's it? But let's, let's look at Rondo now. He, wants, he has control over where he goes because he can go wherever he wants at the end of this year because he'll be a free agent. So you need a team with deep pockets. You needed an owner that's willing to take risks, which certainly Mark Cuban is, an owner with cachet, which certainly Mark Cuban has, and an owner that's willing to overpay for a guy that shoots career 25% from the three-point line, career 61% from the free-throw line, a terrific talent, but a guy now that's going to change the dynamics of your offense. So... The Celtics had to do something, and I think this way, too, if they, you know, they get Brandon Wright and for whatever reason he doesn't want to be here or he's not what they thought, you know, they can turn around and trade him again now at the deadline because of the timing of this. So that, I think some, those were some of the things at work. Listen, Rondo wants to be a max player. I don't know how many teams were willing to do that. I think Cuban's a guy that's willing to overpay because he promised Dirk Nowitzki when uh, Dirk took a, uh, took a pay cut, 
I'm going to keep building this team. I'm going to make it better. And I think he just came through on his promise. Yeah, I guess I guess the return, Jack, I look at it as even if Rondo leaves Dallas at the end of the year, I don't think Dallas really lost much. You know, and I think that that's – if he stays there, it's almost like a contingency thing, right? If he stays, you guys re-sign him. Maybe we should get more in return. But if he leaves, Dallas just sort of looks at it and says, yeah, all right, we gave it a shot. You know, I don't think it really cost them much. Well, Brandon Wright's important to them, though, Lou. He's, um, he's been really important to them off the bench. And it'll be interesting to see how Brandon Wright does the, with the short sample size that you have. And if you guys are into player efficiency ratings, he has one of the best in the league. But he averages under 18 minutes a game. So is that real when you start asking him to play a lot more and to play a more significant role on a team? I guess we'll wait and see. But he was important to Dallas. That was hard for them to give up. Now, not, he, he, listen, you always look at a trade and say, who's the best player in the trade? And whoever gets the best player in the trade wins the trade, right? Mm-hmm. So D- Dallas wins the trade, clearly, except for the parameters under which the Celtics were operating. They weren't going to be able to keep Ra- Rajon Rondo. That was always true in my mind. All right, Jackie. So immediately you're starting to think, all right, so what does this team look like? What does the future hold? How long does it take? I mean, I'm sitting right. here thinking, listen, you know, Danny Ainge is – I would feel like we need an intervention or something. He's hoarding all these picks, <laughs> and you know, and if he's going to rebuild this team through the draft, I feel like it's you know, uh, you know, Brad Stevens won't even be here by the time they're good enough to to reap the benefits of all those draft picks. So what happens? Well, it's a good question and it's a fair question, but I, I really don't think that Danny had a whole lot of choice. I, I really don't. I go back to that again. Um, you know, this team's going to be handed to Marcus Smart now. We know that uh, going forward. I don't know what we know. I mean, do they now dump? Jeff Green, I know they've been shopping Jeff Green on and off for almost three seasons now. Do you go completely to the bottom? Uh, the draft coming up is another good one. Do you try to go for Okafor? He's probably the, the best uh, prospect in this next upcoming draft and try again. Uh, we know it didn't work exactly the way they wanted this last time. Uh, but they, listen, when you rebuild, it's painful and it's long and it's hard. And nothing has broken Boston's way. They thought they had a chance at the mm-hmm. Kevin Love thing. That didn't happen. They thought maybe, you know, maybe we'll get a high draft pick and we'll get Parker Wiggins. That didn't happen. And then Embiid starts dropping because he's got the back problems. Maybe he'll fall to us. Yeah, that didn't happen either. So things just, you know, it's not for a lag of effort, but things just haven't broken their way. Jackie McMullen with us from ESPN.com. Read her work today on the Rondo trade here on Middays with MFB. Jackie, walk me through something here on the timeline. All right, to the best of your knowledge, when was the last time they went to him with a contract offer? Oh, it was quite a while ago now. Before the draft? Oh, yeah, I think so. I mean, I think really, again, this is just my own sense of it, was Ronda wanted a max contract. The Celtics weren't going to give him one. And if you're the Celtics, why would you? It doesn't make sense for the Celtics to give him that kind of money because the only way Rondo operates at his highest efficiency is when he's surrounded with great offensive players who he can make better, and, and they make him better, too. And that's not how this team is constructed. Right. So to and me, the, the contract talks are almost a moot point to me. Well, the reason I brought it up was, did they not then box themselves in by then with not being able to make a move with any of their draft picks, drafting a point guard behind Rondo, and then him starting the season not to the tune that made him look at all like a max contract player, it seems like every move they made along the way devalued what leverage they had to get something good in return for him. Am I fair in saying that? Well, I understand what you're saying, Tim, but, but here's how I'll, I'll come back at you on that. Okay. Everybody in the league knows what Rondo is and what Rondo isn't. They've had a long time to look at him. And the main thing, I think the only thing that teams interested in trading for him were looking for this year was, is he healthy? 
Is he back to his old you know, self with the ACL? Can he move again? Has he got the confidence back? That's what they were looking at because everybody already knows he's moody. Everybody already knows he can be very difficult to work with. Everybody already knows he can't shoot free throws. They all, we all know he's not a great outside shooter. We know that now that he's with Dallas, they'll clamp on those other guys and they'll sag off and dare them to beat him. And by the way, once in a while he can hit that shot, as we know. So I think all of that was a known quantity. The unknown with Rondo was, number one, his health. And number two, will he come to our team? And maybe if we pay him less than the max, will he stay with our team? Those, to me, were the unknowns. So I think it was, you know, the rest of it, to me, everybody already knows this guy. He's been in the league a while. You know, Jack, I think he makes Dallas a lot better. I mean, there's a lot of great point guards in the West. We know what Rondo's like when he goes up against them, you know, in big right. games. Uh, it was a position of need. Monte Ellis kind of playing that position, and the guys they had just – Kind of weren't cutting it, but offensively mm-hmm. the team is great. I mean, I, I think they yeah, make the them better. The yeah, how much better do you believe that? Does it make them that much better? I really like this trade for Dallas, but a couple of things have to happen. Number one, Rondo has to commit himself, recommit himself to playing perimeter defense, which he hasn't done here. And I'm, you know, I've said in the column that I wrote today. You, no one has the right to be mad at Rajon Rondo for wanting to move on in the prime of his career to play for a contender. Nobody has the right to be mad about that. He played on a, a team-friendly contract for the last five seasons. Very team-friendly, not player-friendly. He has a right to go out and earn whatever he wants. But if you want to have a bone to pick with him, it is this, to me, utterly perplexing indifference to the defensive end of the floor over the last season and a half. I think it was a disservice to his teammates and his coaches, and I don't understand it. Now, if he recommits himself, which I totally expect that he will, he immediately makes them better on that, uh, their perimeter defense, which was really very, very poor. I think he'll get the ball to Dirk Nowitzki. Tyson Chandler's point-per-game average is going to go right up because he's going to give him you know, all those beautiful passes he's been passing to Zeller. Now Tyson Chandler's going to get all those. So that's the, the only other question I have is, and as I put in my column, Monte Ellis should have Ray Allen on speed dial. Because this idea that sometimes he dominates the ball and doesn't get the ball to the shooters is a legitimate one. There's a kernel of truth to that. And he and Monte Ellis are going to have to figure that out. Jackie, thanks so much for moving your schedule around and joining us. Are you glad you got your Christian time in before the holidays? <laughs> well, Christian, you barely said anything, so I don't really know. Well, Did Luke kept asking in? all the questions, and Tim jumped in. Then the little you know, multicolored light went on. That means we have to stop. He so. was just sitting you back know, and enjoying your voice, Jackie. That's true, too. Rondo, that's all. You're just sulking because the Lakers didn't get him. It's all right, though. We're both in the same position, Jackie. We're both in the exact same position. I will tell you, though, let's consider this scenario. Let's just say it doesn't work out in Dallas. He can walk right over to L.A. and play with his pal Kobe next year. No, no, no we want Kobe that. out of there. We don't want yeah, he's Kobe trying there to trade anymore. Kobe. I don't want Kobe there anymore. Done. Well, good luck with that, my yeah, friend. Yeah, I know. That's not happening. Moving to the front <laughs> office. <laughs> hey, right. Jackie, thanks a lot. <laughs> Have a good guys. holiday, all right? Hey, okay. Thanks, Jackie. Bye-bye. Jackie McMullen here on 93.7 WEEI. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.